Welcome, Iowa innovators, educators, entrepreneurs, ecosystem builders, and anyone who's interested in finding fresh ways of doing the work that they do right here in Iowa. This is Iowa Innovation, powered by Nuboco and sponsored by Nye Master Good, where we talk to leaders in innovation, education, entrepreneurship, and in this episode, love. Yes, I am your co-host, Rob Merritt. And I am Jessica Abdoni. And uh, we're going to jump right into this episode because we are super excited to have this conversation. Uh, We have Kat Cantrell coming in today, and she's going to be talking about the Heart Agency, which is a matchmaking service here in eastern Iowa that started last year. And it's very different from, I mean, people hear dating sites and they're like, oh yeah, okay, I've been on those before. And it's like, not like this one you haven't. Kat really goes deep into why she started it and what she does with uh, three months before you can even start dating. It's very interesting. So yeah, without any delay, let's just jump right into it. Come on and let's innovate Iowa. This show is sponsored by Nine Master Good, Iowa's largest law firm with offices in Des Moines, Cedar Rapids, and Ames. Nine Master's cutting edge, positive legal approach has helped businesses of all sizes succeed for more than a hundred years. And if one thing has become really clear with every episode of this podcast, it's that there are so many different areas of the law that any business has to know about uh, that I never even considered that uh, when you start off something brand new, uh, whether it's uh, a, whether it's a matchmaking service or whether you're building products, no matter what, you're going to have legal questions that are going to come up. And it really helps to have somebody in your corner to answer them. Absolutely. As someone who um, is an adult now and needs to know the law, I think that with more than 70 practice areas, Nine Master has attorneys with expertise in all areas of the law, including corporate structure, capital raising, intellectual property, protection, tax planning, employee benefits, and more. And if you understood any of that, you guys are lying. (laughs) Well, hey, visit NyMaster.com. That's N-Y-E-Master.com. If you didn't understand any of that, because there are lots of folks there who can explain what NyMaster Good can do for you. You're going to love it. Welcome to the studio, Kat. We're very excited to talk to you about the agency. Uh, this is a really, really cool service, and I don't even know how many years you... How, how long has the agency been around? Uh, well, thank you so much for having me here. I'm so excited. So officially, Facebook official, if that's even a thing. Oh, that I, is totally a thing. I made it Facebook official actually a year ago, mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't realize. So October of 21, I made it Facebook official, but uh, the agency's doors officially opened January of 21. Or 22, sorry, January 22. <laughs> and and your website is The Heart Agency. So I just want to double Correct. check, is it is, is it the agency or The Heart Agency? Like what's so its official name? So it is The Heart Agency, but if you look at my logo, it says The Agency and it has like an upside down heart. So technically, we call it The Agency for short just because The Heart Agency, I think it pretty much says what it is, but I think The Agency kind of has like this cool like... yeah undertone to it like oh you belong to the agency it just makes it sound I think it just makes it sound sexy well we were talking a little bit uh before this uh before this conversation we were all chatting about uh dating services in general and kind of how they're all different and um I'm I'm curious how when you're going into a world that has tinder and match and plenty of fish and Mm -hmm. which oh boy um you know just all of these all of these different competing services out there and they're all huge i mean facebook has even gotten into dating now yes how in the face of that how do you create a a a service that stands out that um that is its own thing Mm -hmm. and that you can be like hey we are not the same as all of them Mm -hmm. um how do you how do you do that? How do you approach that as as a as an owner as an entrepreneur? So, I think that the way that I, the way that I always talk about online dating is that it's a tool. So we use several different tools in our lives in order to achieve our our goals. So, in the dating world, people will use online dating as a tool to hopefully find connection and to find their person. The problem with online dating, and I don't want to. Going, I don't want to get on my soapbox about this, but is that people think that that's the end all be all to finding relationships. And we were kind of talking about this before. And there is a disconnect there with people in general. So the problem, one of the problems with online dating is it's like shopping for a relationship. And people will compare 
they think that the metric of, of comparing and really finding compatibility is due to vanity metrics. Because if you look at online dating, that's really the only thing that you have to compare it to is education, height, uh, body type, uh, what are you looking for? So it's a very bare minimum of what this person is. You know, you, there's left, no, right, yeah. yeah, there's no gauge for how kind this person is. Do they have qualities? Are they empathetic? Are they sympathetic? Are they, uh, are they the type of person who has the same values as you? And so you're just going off of a vanity metric and you're going off of pictures well, ultimately, you know, studies have shown that uh, over 60% of people feel that people lie on their online dating profiles, which over half of Tinder profiles are people who are attached, just so you know. So if you're thinking about looking for a long-term relationship, please stay away from Tinder, please. Uh, but the thing, the thing about the reason, one of the many reasons why I got into this business is because of that disconnect where people are just not connecting they're swiping left on each other and they're ultimately passing by some pretty incredible opportunities of connection with some pretty amazing individuals. And one of my superpowers is that I'm an Uber connector. I see the amazing uh, qualities of every person that I meet and I'm able to take these incredible individuals and to bring them together in the world of matchmaking where I always say this, like you could say, you could swipe left on somebody on, on their picture but you could run into them at a, your local bar and have instant chemistry, but you would have never known that because you on your own, your own user and your own, like you think that you know what you're looking for. You're swiping left on a person due to one quality or something that they have in a picture or one look or whatever it is that you're saying to yourself. You're like, nope, nope. You could literally bump at that same person, have instant chemistry and you would never even know it. And, uh, with, They've done a lot of studies on behavior of humans' behavior with online dating versus what they say. And so they sat down. There was like this group study, and they all sat them down, and they said, okay, tell me the things that you're really looking for in a relationship. And they sat down, and they and they these are the qualities. This is the person that I'm looking for. This is, the, this is how I want to feel in this relationship. And then they watched their behavior as they swiped online, and – they say, they say close to over 60% of people that those two things did not match. Hmm. They say that they want one thing, but they're swiping on something completely different. And so this is where the agency kind of plays a part to kind of help people get out of their own way and really have a lot, ha, have that clarity and understanding of what you're looking for and allowing me the opportunity to seek out or to help you with online dating, because there's that component too, to help you get out of your own way so that you can ultimately find your person. Because online dating is not, you say you want one thing, but you're saying that you want something else. So yeah. when people come to you, do you um, like, do you say, I know, like I know what's good for you without you even realizing like does something click and you're like when someone comes to you and says I like this this and this and mm -hmm. a guy or these are the past dating histories that I've had or, mm -hmm. or a woman um like do you have well actually you're more of this this and this like, yes and does it like click for them or do you have to push it I think a little bit of both. A little bit of both. Yes. And I, part of, so one of the, when, when people first come to the agency, I put them through a series of tests mm -hmm. because I think it's, it gives me a flash of who they are as an individual. It gives me a little bit of an understanding of their personality type. What is their attachment style? All of these like little uh, quirks that they might have or their previous history with relationships. What are their values? A lot of people don't know what their five core values are. Like, uh, really having a deeper understanding of really what you're looking for. And then when they have this clarity and they're like, oh my gosh, this is why I acted like this in this previous relationship. This is why this relationship did not work. This is why I possibly did this or did that. So it's having them have an understanding of themselves. Mm -hmm. And then when they have more of that clarity, then, then as I'm pushing different types, and I'm using that in quotes because <laughs> everyone has their type, uh, when I'm saying let's get out of the type and let's possibly go on a date with this individual, then I can always circle back to go, remember, remember those tests, <laughs> remember what we talked about? Yeah. You know, actually you're, you're bringing up something that, uh, like just, just from, just from that answer, it's very clear that you spend a lot more personal one-on-one -on -one time yes. 
with a uh, with a potential client of the agency than most dating services ever would. You know, you yes. sign up for Match or you sign up for one of those. You get like a little online questionnaire. They're all, you know, one size fits all. And you fill in a couple little things. I like this. I like that. Um, and then, boom, you're out there and hopefully your interests might match up with somebody else. But right. there's no detail. There's no getting to know who you are. Um, so I'm sort of curious, can you kind of walk through somebody, you know, somebody sees, uh, goes to the hardagency.com mm-hmm. and, uh, and there's actually on that homepage, uh, there's like, like, a, there's like a, a message there for women and then mm-hmm. underneath there's a message for men. Yes. And, um, so somebody goes in and they, they look at that and they're like, oh, I'm intrigued. I want to know more. Mm-hmm. What happens? Somebody just send, somebody like starts the process with the agency. What happens? So this has been uh, kind of a, a trial and error as when we start a, a brand new business, we know that, you know, we just, as a matchmaker and a dating coach, it was like, okay, I'm going to do what everyone else is doing first, because obviously that works. But in the world of innovation, we know that that doesn't sometimes work. So, <laughs> uh, so I had, a, I initially it was, I'm a matchmaker for hire. You can come to me, you can hire me. But what I realized was just to your point, is that I wanted an opportunity to get to know them better on a one-on-one basis, to have a deeper understanding of who they are and what they're looking for and really what is it that they what is it that they need in a partnership because a lot of people don't know what that is. So I've changed it around to where, so when you come to the heart agency and you're really seeking out uh, possible matchmaking services or even coaching, no matter what, uh, you always, you, everyone signs up for that initial consultation and it's a paid consultation. And to be clear, that's an in-person consultation, It's right? an in-person, it's not right. Over, okay. Right. You can either come in person or Zoom because I do have clients that, um, that are all over the world, but you come into my office, we sit down, we have a, a, a much, uh, deeper conversation of what's going on. Uh, give me some, you know, give me your past history with dating, love, what is your philosophy? And it gives me kind of just a really sneak peek of uh, what your challenges are and whether or not it's something that is workable. Because in the world of coaching, sometimes there is a line where it's more therapy. And sometimes people come to me and there's these other issues that I may not be the person that can help them. And so using that consultation, using that time being like, okay, maybe you don't need a coach at this time. These are probably things that you need to address with a therapist first. And sometimes I go, I work hand in hand with a therapist. Sometimes that they're going to therapy and they're seeing, and they're seeing me at the same time. So once at the consultation, if we decide that it's a really good fit and then they, they are inquiring about matchmaking services under no, I mean, under, I mean, really, Ultimately, I sign up everybody for a three-month contract, whether it's just coaching or whether you ultimately want matchmaking, but you have to be coached by me for three months. So there's no, because one of the things, one of the- You mean you have to be coached for three months before you meet your first person? Right. Or just, you just sign up for, like you're you're meeting people throughout those three months? Nope. Okay. It's just you and I alone uh, working together one-on-one as, as for the first three months. And- so it's it's kind of a it's kind of a process. So the first month is what I call the un, unveiling. So I put you through a series of tests. We sit down. We we go through those tests. We have uh, deeper conversations. Get a clear understanding of really what it is that you need, and what you desire, and the things that you're se- seeking in a partnership. The second month is navigating through online dating because as a coach and as a matchmaker, I actually want to watch you date first, because. The way that I always say it is that I can go out there and I could find, and to Jess's point, I, I can go out there and find the perfect match for you. Mm-hmm. But if there are things that are in your way that we have yeah. not uncovered, I can deliver them to you and you go, mm, not my type. No, thanks. Wow. Then I've just wasted all of my time, yeah, all of your time and your money mm-hmm. because we're both going to be hitting our heads up against a brick wall because since we haven't really discussed the things that are really that you're really looking for, the ways that you're getting in your own way, why am I even going through the process of matchmaking? Because my ultimate goal is to help you find love. And so to me, if we work together first in those three months, we uh, during the second month, we completely do a, a profile overhaul. We rewrite it. I tell you what pictures to put out there. And I actually sit with you as you swipe. So when you swipe left on someone, I go, Mm-mm, 
The pressure. Hold on. Yeah. Why are you swiping left on that person? And it may be because of whatever. And so we have those conversations in those moments where I'm like, tell me, like, why are you saying no? And let's, let's, cause one of the things that I always teach my clients is that stop looking for all the reasons to say no and start looking for all the reasons to say yes. We're such an instant gratification that we want, that we're so quick to judge and that we don't realize that there is someone who's sitting on the other side of the table and that they too are bringing their own vulnerabilities, their own uh, past previous relationship history, their own baggage. And I hate using that word, but when I say that people know what I mean. And so let's talk about that. And so that's what we do in the second month. And then the third month you're going on on dates. So then you come back to me and I'm like, how did the date go? Mm-hmm. What did, what was discussed? Are you going on a second date? And then sometimes she'll try to, or he'll try to like sabotage it and be, and start getting in their own way. And I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> things are going well. There's no need to jump to conclusions or, uh, you know, so it's really kind of guiding them. And then once they implement and then have that foundation and have greater clarity and feel more confident mm-hmm. because I've been at their side the whole time, mm-hmm. then if they want to, after they've developed basically their own vetting process, if they want to venture out on their own at that point, then they do. Yeah. If they're like, no, I feel really good about this now, Kat. Now I'm ready for you to go out and find someone for me. So, and then that's when the magic really starts to happen. So do you feel like um, the fairy godmother of dating? I do. Because I, I was getting that vibe that you're like a, a, a fairy godmother um, and I love that because <laughs> that's what was going through my head. I was having a um, vision of like some guy sitting there and like going to some, you know, some blonde in a bikini and you just be like, no, no, no. Like I a told you a water squirt bottle, like a cat down, put that down, put that down. <laughs> Bad boy. We talked about this. Yeah. Also, I thought of like when you finished, I thought that is lovely and I really appreciate that. But when you first started, I was like three months. And it felt like boot camp. Like I was thinking of an FBI of you in one of those interrogation rooms and saying, I'm showing up two pictures right now. Butts or boobs? Which one? Like that kind of like splot test. (laughs) Yes. Um, But then now I'm like, oh, this is lovely. (laughs) It's actually nice. It's a process. And it's a process. So where do you... um, Okay. So for you to be your dating coach, where do you learn how to do that yourself because like how how are you an expert in these relationships like oh, in the relationship such field? a good question that's why i asked it yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and along those lines also then how did you take that knowledge and turn it into a process was it trial right. and error or did you go in like i know what's going to work this is what we're going to do yeah. so how, how did yeah it's a two-part question it is a two-part question okay so to answer your question mm-hmm. so i uh, my history is when I, I got married really young. So Mm -hmm. I got married at the age of 22 and, um, graduated from college in May, got married in September. Mm. Cause back then that was still kind of what you did. Went to college to get your, what they call the MRS degree. Okay. And, uh, so settled, um, and had two children and was married for roughly about 13 years. Oh, wow. And it was a very toxic, abusive, narcissistic situation. Mm-hmm. They didn't have names for it back then. Um, and it wasn't until I actually went to a therapist where I was just, I was just, I, I really wanted to try to make things work because we had children. And I went to a therapist and she actually handed me the book and it was the first time I've ever heard of narcissism and Mm -hmm. like being married to a narcissist and I was like what is this so I ended up getting a divorce and I was freshly new here to Iowa so I'd only lived in Iowa for a year I was divorced went through a divorce and uh had two small children they were nine and six Mm -hmm. at the time Mm -hmm. so my philosophy then was then you just put yourself right back out there right and because with the pressures of family of being like well you need to find someone you have small children they need a positive male role model uh you're not getting any younger I was constantly hearing all of this pressure of like getting myself back up out there and starting to date well I had been with my ex-husband since I was 19 Mm. so now I was 33 dating I had no online dating. I had no idea what I was doing. Mm-hmm. No clue. And so 
I, that's exactly what I started to do is I just started dating mm-hmm. and uh, found myself in a series of, uh, well, freshly right out of right out of filing for divorce, I found myself in a relationship that I should have never been in. Yeah, and a lot of trial and error, a lot of uh, I think I tried every dating app, honestly, and just trying to figure out my path and just try to figure out my way and learning, unfortunately, mm-hmm. through a lot of failed dates, a lot of them, um, and understanding more about myself in the process and not having a clue really what I was looking for because, you know, initially when you first get divorced, you're like, okay, so this type of person didn't work for me. So maybe the complete opposite type oh, of person yeah. <laughs> yeah. would work for me. We've all been down that road. Yeah. <laughs> and just like going through my own vetting process and developing my own vetting process, it took me eight years. Mm-hmm. So I so I officially started, I've, I was officially divorced at the age of, of 32. And then I didn't find my fiance now. I didn't, I, we didn't start dating until I was 40. Mm-hmm. So I had been through a lot in that process and a lot of rediscovery and self-discovery and and really understanding really what I was looking for and understanding that I had more value and more worth than just being in a relationship and that it was up to me to contribute to my own value. Like the higher my own confidence was about myself, the more I more highly I thought about myself, the more I understood my worth and my value, then that means that that's the type of partner I'm going to attract. When I'm in that space of lack and I'm in that space where I'm like, I must be in a relationship, that's when I was attracting all of the the men that I should have not have been that I shouldn't have even considered dating Mm -hmm. so when in the coaching world they say that you should be coaching who you were five years ago Mm -hmm. and my previous business coaching kind of organically started within that that last business and it was never something I sought out for myself it was something that actually found me so before the pandemic, I was oh just a women's empowerment coach. So I was coaching women on everything, business, dating, relationships, uh, current relationships with their spouse, uh, confidence, finding yourself again, finding your passion, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. And then the pandemic kind of forced me to niche down to being like, okay, who is it that I want to help and who needs my help the most? And then I thought about myself in all of those years of like, you know those like car dealership balloons that are like this? For everyone, because this is an audio medium, um, she's putting her hands up above her head and doing the... Do you know what I'm saying, Mom? I those, do. Like, I do, but I'm just thinking we do, of people we do, listening but... going, what? No, yeah. no, we, we don't know what you're saying. Keep doing it. Okay, so, yeah, so it's like the... Yeah, I'll do yeah, it with yeah, you. The, yeah, the, we're all... Yes. All three of us yes. are now doing the used car happy dance. Yes, yeah. but that's what I felt like. Back Mm -hmm. then, because there was no guidance and everyone kept saying your solution was that you needed to be in a relationship and all you need to do is go online to find that. And I wasn't finding that. And it wasn't until I got really a greater understanding of who I was, what my needs were, really what really what was I looking for? Yeah. That I found my fiance now. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's what I tried to teach people and how that process was for me that ultimately led to my now fiance. Um, which he just proposed to me, like just like a week yes, and a half I ago. Yes, I heard about yeah. that. That was very special. Yes, how he did it too. I know. I know. Um, it feels weird saying fiance because we've been together for eight years. So it's yeah. Fiance, we just blew but. our entire sound effects budget right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was saving uh, that. <laughs> thanks a lot. Um, <laughs> that's amazing, though. Congratulations. Yeah, Thank that's you. wonderful. Thank you. So, through all of that. It's, it's one of those things where in this, in this process now, I tried matchmaking first and realized that there's a reason why I have this decade of coaching underneath me, mm-hmm. that I can implement the things that I've learned through not only my own personal life of the almost decade of online dating, but also all of the previous coaching experience to bring into what this business has to offer and what it can do for people. And it's like back then they didn't have the tools that they have now online. And so the, to be able to find these tools to help people uh, have greater clarity instead of telling them, you know, instead of like having go, okay, on go, go date for a decade and then get back to me, mm-hmm. helping them basically skip the line. Like that's how I Ooh. like, and it's not, 
skipping the line in a bad way. It's because when I say skip the line, it's not like you're skipping any process, you know, any like particular process in that. It's just basically getting like letting me help you. Like I did all of that work for you. Does that make sense? Like I'm, I already went through all of that for you. So let me help you not go through what I did. Right. But let me help you. I'm going to give you this knowledge now and then help you move forward from there. Yeah. And uh, it's been, yeah, it's, I, I mean, I have goosebumps just talking about I it. So, I think yeah. it's um, like, I'm sure a lot of people, not just, I mean, mostly women, but also men that when they do get divorced, like the next then thing that's thrown into them is when are you going to find someone? That's right. I've just gone through a divorce people. Like, um, I've got two young kids and I've, you know, I've, you'd think that would be the last thing on people on your mind and the way to support someone shouldn't be having to until they're ready to, to, um, date again. And I love that you said like, you know, skipping that line because I feel like a lot of, uh, people do go through that phase of like having to, you know, wait in a very long hour long Disney ride where yeah. it's like 98 degrees and water is $7 and they're screaming children. And you're like, I could have avoided all of this if I just had like a fast pass right, to get on the ride. Yeah. And that's what basically I am. I'm your fast pass. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> I, so, uh, so from a business standpoint, yeah. um, how did, where did, at what point did you think, you know what? I could make a business out of this. Mm. And how did you then translate that passion into a, like a business model? Uh, Cause I think every entrepreneur has to face that question at some point. Yeah. How did you conquer that question? Yeah. So the matchmaking piece to this business was like the last, it was like the cherry that's on the top. And uh, so the pandemic changed my whole life. It, it made me, so my previous business shut down. And it forced me to kind of figure out what was, what were my next steps. And, uh, I'm just, I, an entrepreneur is just who I am. I'm a creator and it's, so to me it was like, okay, what can I create next? Mm -hmm. Like, what can I do that is going to make the greatest impact? Uh, and it's also going to help me make a business because just because you have an idea doesn't mean necessarily it's a great business plan. (laughs) So I, uh, started, uh, niching down and, and just dating coaching only. And I utilized, uh, just where I was just, I was just coaching people one-on-one and I had group coaching and it was great because during the pandemic, a lot of people were spending time on social media. So I started building this huge social media presence, uh, started creating, uh, different reels and really reaching out to people that I never could have possibly touched before because I was so focused in my brick and mortar here locally. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was through basically it was through Instagram and, and creating that uh, I felt like that there was like this missing piece to my business. And it was it was starting to thrive because the pandemic, a lot of single people, it made them sit down with themselves and say, hmm, <laughs> yeah. I'm alone and I going through this pandemic alone Mm -hmm. and I really don't want to be alone. And what are the things that I need to do to maybe change that situation? Mm -hmm. And so I saw a niche or I saw I niche down because I saw that there was a need. Mm -hmm. And so by just focusing on single people only, well, one, the one of the things, and it was women, I was working with women only and I had more and more men starting to approach me. And I, at first I was like, no, thank you. (laughs) <laughs> I, I get it <laughs> i totally get it <laughs> no, um but then i realized there's more to like coaching and, or more to dating than just women such a polite way I was like, yeah um <laughs> no thank you <laughs> i'm well aware of your kind no thank you that's exactly right uh and i was i was hearing the need of men who are also coming forward. Men need a lot of help and I'm they so do. glad you're there to help them. They do. And so starting to form this business, starting to form this business plan. And I was like, okay, I'm a dating coach and I have group coaching and I have one-on-one coaching and I'm, uh, and I had launched a podcast. So that was great. And so I was doing the podcast. Uh, it's called Dear Matchmaker, by the way. And uh, it wasn't until things started opening back up again where 
I was like, okay, the, because my previous business, I was like, I was a, I'm, I want, one of the things that I realized is that I'm a natural entertainer. It's just who I am. Mm-hmm. We would never have picked up on that I today, know. ever. I'm so excited for you to I'm still hopefully on the dance. Yeah. host One Million Cups because I think it'll be the best one yet. Aww. Oh, that'd be great. I, I would know. love to have you host One Million yeah. Cups. But I missed it. I missed the podcast was filling enough. But like once things were opening up again, I was like, OK, how can I, again, make the greatest impact? How can I do something to bring more awareness to my business? Because I was I was uh, unfortunately uh, Facebook is not kind to dating services. They actually flag you. So it's really difficult to advertise on Facebook. It's you have to jump through a lot of hoops. Um, and so I was, I wanted to grow this business and I wanted to grow it more locally. And so I thought to myself, okay, well, what if I created a dating game show? Mm-hmm. And because I had watched a lot of, a lot of dating reality shows throughout the pandemic. And one of them in particular is called, um, Celebs Go Dating and it's based in London. And this show really just inspired me to no end. And I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to do something like this. But the thing about dating reality shows is that they always bring out the ick. They always bring out the drama. And in my world, it's all it's opposite. Because I feel like to circle back to what I was talking about at the beginning, it was it's I want to showcase singles for their magnificence, for their their amazing qualities, for their their uh, who they are as an individual, like all of the all of the things that they're afraid to shine like yeah. just people in general are so afraid mm-hmm. to shine and I love to bring that out in mm-hmm. people. So the game show was a, a concept. And so when I, when I, it was just at the time, my podcast was called single women society. I was just a dating coach to women only. And I was international. But when I went to do the game show initially it was going to be January of 22 when I went to do the game show, I'm like, single women society putting on the game show? Because I'm going to have both men and women in the game show. Like, that, that that doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. And just Kat Cantrell putting on the game show, does that make any sense? Because I was already rebranding my name because of my previous business. So I literally created the agency on a, on a whim yeah. like that. I was like, oh, it's the agency that's putting on. Nobody has no idea what the agency is. And I'm just like, that's what I'm calling it called it the agency, the agency's putting on Game for Love and putting on this game show. And sure enough, calling myself a matchmaker, not because I was, but because uh, the game show, I was matching people on stage. So I was a matchmaker. I was there. Yeah. It was it was awesome. And it was definitely people when you hear of things like I'm sure you hear a lot of these misconceptions or what people have in their mind when they think of your business and yeah. your agency, you think of the depths of the earth of these people rising and it's like I don't know how to explain <laughs> it but just really just horrible people joining on stage. Yeah. I don't know. Like in your head you're thinking most yes. awkward people ever. Yes. But it was surprisingly like people who don't they didn't look scary they looked nope. well-adjusted humans yes and they were meeting on stage and i was like i can't believe it if this like you brought the first couple that you brought on i was like if they can't find love there's no hope for any of us because it's beautiful they were such great people they were such great people i know well-adjusted yeah they looked clean <laughs> <laughs> they looked fine <laughs> you know yeah and so that's yeah that's awesome yeah it, i think it's it goes it goes hand in hand when we talk about you know you are what you attract yeah and so I think if, if you have this intention of, of you know, wanting to uh, help amazing, incredible people connect, that's what ends up being attracted to you. Yeah. So I, what the agency, what ended up happening is that more and more men actually, people are like, I love, uh, I love what you're doing. I don't want to be part of the, I don't want to be part of the game show, but I do need your help finding love. Yeah. And it wasn't until then where I was like, okay, this is the agency. This is what's happening. I'm going to include matchmaking into my business. So it's so then it pivoted at that point. And it was uh, both matchmaking and dating coaching from a business standpoint. And it was literally one of those things where I Googled, is there a matchmaker in Cedar Rapids? No. Wow. Is there a matchmaker Iowa City? No. Waterloo, Quad Cities, uh, Des Moines. There is a presence in Des Moines, but she's based out of Omaha. So there's really no... Iowa-based matchmaker. And is that, I don't know, how how wide of a net do you cast right now? Are you mainly Eastern Iowa or how Yeah, far right now it's your... Eastern Iowa. I'm I'm uh, slowly dabbling into Des Moines, uh, but mostly for the matchmaking component, it's just Eastern Iowa. But 
gradually it's going to, my goal is to continuously grow and be able to help people across the state. And then hopefully, I don't know where we go from there. That's amazing. But dating coaching, I help people all over the world. So um, do we have time? I don't want to run out of time when I wanted to come up with. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, Well, I'll lead into this. Um, I'm curious if, especially now that you've coached both men and women, probably from all different businesses, all different demographics. Yes. um, are Are you starting to find any common threads as far as, the main obstacles people are running into in the modern dating world that you're having to constantly address or correct? Yes. So first is, and not to go into, this is a whole, I don't don't want to spend too much time explaining about it, but under people understanding, having awareness of their attachment style. Mm. so attachment style there's three different styles secure avoidant and anxious and there's also anxious avoidant but that only affects like three percent of the population it always goes back to your dating and how you date and how you communicate always goes back to that so knowing your attachment style is imperative when it comes to dating do you know your attachment style I didn't know there was any so um, I'm gonna I'll 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 do you you want to tell them what, what you think I am I would probably, I would, pro- I don't know. You might be anxious or avoidant. I, it's, I am I think, anxious. You yeah. are one for one. Yeah. There. So you most likely, but I could see you being also avoidant. So oh, I okay. think in certain circumstances, so it'd be, it would be interesting to see. You probably would, you probably be more on the anxious, on the anxious side. Um, but I, that's the first thing that I, that I help daters understand. And second, stop saying no. Like, don't mm. stop looking for reasons to say no and start leaning into the yes. And ev- when you, and two, please don't, I, and this is the third thing and then I'll stop because I literally can keep going forever. <laughs> the third thing is, is that if you don't have a spark on the first date, it does not mean that you're not compatible. Like the whole s- chemistry spark thing is actually when you have that, uh, that spark that let those butterflies in your stomach, most of the time it's not chemistry, it's anxiety. <laughs> mm. It's gas. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Uh, when, you, when you're having that like push and pull in a relationship, mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not what love is. Love is secure, it's solid, that doesn't leave you guessing, it shows up for you. And so these are the things that I feel like over and over and over again when when she's like there was no spark I'm like go on a date again because chemistry can build over time as long as the compatibility piece is there the chemistry can build when you have fireworks that goes off the first time you meet someone that's usually not a good sign oh really is that your is that a red flag yeah wow even like um if you see someone you're like oh my goodness they're like you're you are physically attracted to them is that or is it like I think if you're physically attracted, that's great. But I think it's the whole like just when you meet someone and you just completely make each other like you can't get enough of one another and mm-hmm. like you spend an entire weekend together like immediately. That's usually not that's usually not a good sign. I did not know that. Yeah. Well, and there are some people who are addicted to the rush. That's exactly of right. somebody new. Right. And then and that's why like long term relationships never work for them because right. they get that rush and then. You know, after you're with somebody for a month or two, that rush goes away and you either... And there's no compatibility. Yeah, you either build a foundation and and it's like... And so many of our TV shows, movies, literature are all built around that idea of love at first sight. I met this person and just, oh my gosh, you know. And it's like, yeah, in in real life, most of those relationships are going to fail. You hear about all of these, you know, people who got married back in the 40s, 50s, you know, there were people who... They'd go from, they'd meet for the first time and they'd get married like three months later. Right. Uh, and I don't know how much of that was driven by guys coming home from the war and they're just like, mm-hmm. I'm alive and I'm getting, but yes. some of it was just, there was that mentality of boom, we're, you know, we're together. And then it, you know, there are, there are people who from that time were never really in love. They were never really compatible, right. but they were in a society that was like, you need to be married and you've met this girl, marry her right now. Right. And they never took the time to make sure, Hey, are, are, are we meant to be together? Is this a mm. compatible thing? Right. Um, I always had that when you listen to, um, as much as I love old people, uh, love stories. Cause some of them are quite lovely, but other people you're like, Oh, that's a grand, that's a red flag. That was a me too mm. movement right there. Mm-hmm. Like that's not something but I guess because they didn't have the awareness and women didn't really 
have any kind of rights outside of that, that it right. was kind of hard to recognize. But well, And plus, when people are compatible, uh, you know, I mean, when, when the more time you spend with someone, the more you're going to start seeing like the little things. Yeah. Which, Jessica, I believe you have a full list of. Oh, I was wondering when you were yeah. going to come in. Okay, so everyone, <laughs> uh, round of applause for Jessica's. Um, this is Jessica's area of ick. So if everyone's ready, we're going to round of applause and we're going to enter this. Welcome to Jessica's X, where I just turned this <laughs> podcast in to myself. So I was hanging out with my couple of friends, and I also asked this during a work meeting. Yeah. This is how important of X, things that give women and men the ick. And okay. I just want to listen of how absurd these are. Yeah. And the reason why I think only one person I talked to was married. Everyone else was either single or dating, but okay. like not a serious. Exclusive. Yes. Okay. Well, and I'm very curious how many of your clients will have shared these with you in the past I'm as excited, well. I'm yeah. excited, yes. Yeah. For me, some of these are mine. Okay. For, but for I will own this because this has happened. A ping pong table. A ping pong ball is dropped. And then the man has to go pick it up. But he will not wait until that ping pong has stopped. He will continuously try and pick it up. Nope, nope, nope. It keeps going, keeps going. Then he has to like stand up readjusts himself and try and pick it up and then it is just a down and up movement of trying to pick up that ping pong ball that gave me the ick and i i just couldn't deal with it this is how niche these things are you brought wow. this up this morning and i was like why don't why doesn't the guy just make a flying tackle and grab that would the, give me that's the biggest dick ever no okay, just well. wait until the ping pong drops like we're not in a rush just stop waiting until it continuously bounces and just wait gave me the ick that i've never experienced before and that's what started these icks for okay. me um Someone said that when they um, shoes are untied uh-huh. and they won't fix it mm. like men um, or oh no, this is actually. Yeah. Just won't fix it. Like they'll just think, oh, OK, like I'll tie it later. That that gives someone the ick. OK. Um, flip flops on men. OK. Um, what about sandals? Does it have to be the flip flops? Sandals are fine. Okay. Just no um, just no flip flops. Mm. Um Okay, I feel bad saying this because you did it today at the work meeting. Double sneezing. <laughs> that gave me the ick. What? Like, you, how sneezed, do you, you sneezed twice in a row and I was like... Ugh. How do you not sneeze twice in a row? I don't like, that know. That constantly happens. It just gave me the ick. Just sneeze once. <laughs> Great. So from now on, I get one sneeze and I have to hold them back after that. I will remember this. Um. <laughs> okay. Um. Like men who um, their towels, like their bathroom towels, have either been around since the dawn of time, so they're super tough, like you can break it with a hammer, uh-huh. or like they're bleach stains, or they match their bedding. The like, you know what I mean? Like some people, like when they go college shopping, and your right. bedding matches like the towel, and it matches like like the shower curtain. Right. If it all matches, I don't know why, but I just think that's. This man has no <laughs> interior design sense. And also this is just like a, I don't know, it just gave me the ick. There's uh-huh. plenty more, but I don't know how long we can go. And I don't know how long I will Sh- be flagged. Well, give us give us three more of, of like what you think are the best ones. Um, One time a man had a blister on his foot and the way he walked made me ick. Mm. Um, Men who pretend that they don't know what women products are. So like when men just like just are just discouraged by the tampon aisle and they Mm -hmm. try to be like little boys. Like I remember me and my friends when when we would like walk past Victoria's Secret, we would try and push each other in because we're like, ooh, bras. Um, When men are like that, I'm like, grow up. Um, Baseball caps indoors. Uh, Let's see. Um, Men who wipe their hands on their jeans use a towel. Or a paper towel. But not a bleached or matching But not a towel. bleached towel that has been around since you were in college. Mm-hmm. Android users. Sorry, Rob. Oh, that just hurts. Um, that just hurts. Double, or you said double sneezing. <laughs> Taking too long to order or too quick to order. Oh <laughs> like if you wait, know ahead what? of time. <laughs> if you know What's the correct time? Oh, uh, Just maybe. I don't know. Like just give it time to sizzle. But if you're taking too long, that's annoying. But if also if you take too quick, you're like, okay, you, this man doesn't understand cuisine. <laughs> Like, so so cat all kidding aside like how many uh, how, how many of these do you actually have you have you heard any of these before from people <laughs> like when you when you sit uh, down with a new client and they bring yeah. up this list are you just like get out or, yeah. or are you like no yeah. no we can work with this we can work with this yeah so i think okay so there's a couple things the first thing is is that we have to understand that all relationships are about compromise and compromise on a variety of different things and when when people present these icks to me, 
I'll tell you what the initial like, and it could be anything. Yeah. And I think you kind of, you know, it went from hygiene to how they walk to the type of towel to do they wear hats? Do they wear shoes? Like these are, this is, I mean, these to me is the surface. Yes. It's not what the ick is. Mm. Okay. So it could be, let's just, I'm just going to throw an example out there. So we'll just say, we'll just say flip-flops. Okay. Don't like it when men wear flip-flops. So to me, it would, I would ask why, why? Oh, um, because sometimes like their toenails are not kept and sometimes it just doesn't go with their outfit. Also, I wasn't the one who wrote this one down, but that was the question I asked. And they said, hairy toes, nails, and that sometimes flip-flops are just too worn down that they start to walk funny, they said. I see. So the basically, to me, it's just they're, they're looking for someone who has good hygiene. Or like good sense of style. Or maybe. good sense of style, right? It's not necessarily, it's the flip-flops, but it even, even goes deeper than that. Because when we start to nitpick and we start to say hairy toes or that flip-flops, they have to look a certain way, they can't yeah. be worn this way, this isn't the issue. Mm. the issue is is that you're looking for reasons to not be in a relationship Mm. I'm going to text that to my friend right now and here's why so to circle back to attachment theory so avoidance this is what happens so avoidance so attachment is all about how we perceive and interpret romantic intimacy Mm -hmm. in our lives avoidance which is most of the dating pool (laughs) our avoidance they seek intimacy they want so badly to be close to somebody mm-hmm. when things start to become a little bit close than they like so they start to kind of get uncomfortable because the intimacy things are progressing and they're starting to maybe possible like what are we what's going on in this relationship people with avoidant attachment were raised in a certain way to where they were forced to be independent and self-sufficient they never had intimacy, close intimacy with their parents. So they really don't know what that is. They search, they want it. But when it gets close to them, they're so in fear of losing their independence or self-sufficiency, they purposely will look for icks on reasons on why they need to break up with that person. Ooh. Okay. So instead of going, gosh, the issue is me, and I like have this fear of intimacy because someone's getting really close to me, what ends up happening is they go, God, they they walk weird. <laughs> Why do they chew their food like that? Why did I never notice that before? So it's not the ick that's the issue. It's why are you purposely finding things, trying to look for things of this person yes. to push them away? Wow. Yeah. Well, well I, this has been a fascinating conversation. That was in depth. I enjoyed no, that. I, yeah. I, <laughs> I, so I, I, I'm going to erase this notes now because I see it's not hurt. Uh, well, also, if I start dating, they'll be like, why is there a thing of a notes app saying X that men give me? <laughs> and why did that list get bigger since I met I you? <laughs> uh-huh. um, no. So the, so the funny. So for me, um, I, I met my I met my wife through a through a, a dating site. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel very lucky because, well, ob- for obvious reasons, but also because I've heard so many horror stories from other people yeah. about why those sites didn't work for them. And mm-hmm. I, you know, often Megan and I are like, wow, we kind of beat the odds on that one. But, um, but listening to your description of the agency, I'm like, wow, I feel like, I feel like Megan and I would have found each other much faster through a program like yours if it had existed back then because one of the reasons that we get along so well is that we match in so many areas like interests wise and and when we started seeing each other like those things we just kept discovering those things so like as the months went on we were like wait you're you do this too this is crazy yeah um and so uh so i can totally see the value of of what you're doing and um I, I'm very glad Thank that you. I'm not single so that I need to use your service. But if I was, I'd be like, this is incredible what you're doing. And Thank and, you. uh, and as it stands, I, I have a few I have a few single friends who I am definitely going to send your way. Oh, I'm awesome. like, I'm yes. like, this is a really cool because I've heard a lot of their concerns. Like yeah. they're like, oh, I went out with this person and they did this thing and all that. Mm-hmm. And 
And it's usually because they didn't know anything about the person other right. than the really surfacey stuff yes. that's on those sites. And they're not willing to give it a chance. And then they meet and they're like, oh, oh, you, you're not, you're, this is, this mm. is not going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but a lot of what you're doing really finds a way to get around that both, both working with a person to figure out what they need and then helping to match them with someone who really fits. Yeah. So, uh, so I think that's awesome. Thank and you. I, I wish you nothing but luck oh, uh, as, as hopefully the agency continues to grow. Yes. And, uh, and I'm not kidding. I'm sending people your way. Seriously. Because it's Thank such you. a cool thing. Can I we appreciate end that. on a love positive? Well, we did end on a positive note. I was but like, wait a, a love, minute. On a love note. <laughs> yes. What is your favorite like rom-com? Like your classic favorite rom-com that you go to? Or do you hate them? No, I used to hate them. Actually, mm-hmm. I didn't think that romance existed until I, until I met Brian, uh, my Aww. fiance. Honestly, uh, I would say. Well, I'm sorry, but that's a rom com right I, there. Yeah, somebody was, who runs know, a a date like a like runs a matchmaking site, but doesn't yeah. believe in love until she meets the per. That's yes. I'm writing that down. That's yeah. going to be a movie. I'm going to write it. We're, no, he's, we're, we're going to write it together. He's truly the inspiration. I mean, he taught me what love was. Like I didn't, and, and, but I had to be the person that had to let him in for yes. that. Right. I had to allow him to show up for me. Uh, I would say, you know, for honestly, the best rom-com, I would, you've got mail. I really do like that one. Mm, mm-hmm. that but that kind one. of dates me a little bit. But yeah. No, it doesn't. Because I feel like a lot of like fun uh, rom-coms are like now on Netflix and like, yeah, like Amazon. So you can always watch them. I love that. Well, thank you so much yes. for coming Thanks, in, Kat. Guys. This has been a great yes. conversation. We're yes. so, so glad you came in. And thank best you for of having luck with, me. Yeah, best of luck with everything. Thank you. Thank you so much to Kat for coming on to the show. And remember, you can find The Heart Agency at theheartagency.com. If you love the show, and I mean love, please subscribe and leave us a review. And you can also visit our blog, newbo.co slash blog, to find key takeaways summarized and detailed. This podcast is produced and distributed by the LAS Media Group. For more information, go to lasmediagroup.com. And we sure would love it if you'd think about making a donation to NubuCo because your contributions to our nonprofit are what help us continue to serve innovators, educators, and entrepreneurs all across the state of Iowa. To learn more, visit nubo.co slash donate. I feel like... I feel like we learned a lot today, Jessica. We did. Um, I definitely feel like my mother would love her. Like Kat, she's just so informative. And I think a lot of mothers that worry about their um, children being single for the rest of their lives, like they're going to love her. Me, I just learned a lot about your ick list. It's extensive. It got longer during this um, outro, by the way. You've added things to it now? Oh, absolutely. I'm adding things to it right now. That hurts me. (laughs) That hurts me a lot. All right. Well, on that note, uh, thanks, everybody. And uh, go make your own ick list. Spread a little love. Wow. Oh, that gave me the ick.